Episode 333, The Rant, Eddie Shook, Board 119 Certified Basketball Official, looking upward and onward, 2021 and beyond. The pandemic has brought perspective in his life. Enter Eddie Shook. He discusses his upcoming and upbringing in Middle Village in Queens, New York, his experience playing sports, how he got into officiating, and how he feels about refereeing after gaining perspective. All that and more, my conversation with Eddie, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from four under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at LILegendsU. Legends are not born they are created. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest live at the Chop Chop. We're taping this June 16th. Yeah, damn. Time is going super fast, but I'm with my man, board certified basketball official, board 119 in Queens, New York, uh, fellow basketball official. I'm always trying to get him to do other things. And on the side, he has... Hasn't been DJing for a very long time since the pandemic, but I would always see him DJing somewhere, looking like he's having a good time. He looked like he had a couple of things, um, inebriation-wise. And then, I don't know, that always stops. So, you know, it, I'm really excited for, to have you because you know, I really wondered about what you were doing during the pandemic. But my man, Eddie Shook, how are you, my friend? Thank you very much for having me. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, man. And I was so... It's crazy. I saw you the first time, I'd say, like... April, May, June. It's about three months ago. You were coming there from the first weekend of the tournament. I was like, man, I'm happy you're out here, man. That, that made me feel good. It, it warmed my heart. And um, the pandemic has completely changed. You know, we're in such a different phase now. Um, Governor Cuomo just opened up everything. Everything's full force. And, you know, me and Jeff went out to eat. And we didn't wear a mask. That was the first time I was like, you know what, Doug? I'm, I'm vaccinated, boy. It it's feels good summer. to get somewhat back to normal, yes. Yeah, yeah, but it's still slow. I think it's, you know, it's really hard to unlearn these it's things. coming in waves. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, you had so much time not reffing, but you, you've just been on a torrid pace. I, I see the amount of games that you've had, at least at Island Garden. So, you know, I'm really happy that we're sitting down, just take a break about reffing, but um, how you holding up, man, during this whole pandemic? I'm, I'm good. You know, d- during the pandemic, I think personally it, it took a toll on me. You know, 
like you said, with me refereeing, DJing, all I was used to was on the go. On the go. As soon as I was done, you know, working my nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Okay, what gym am I going to be at tonight? What time am I going to get home? Then I got to worry about, you know, prepping my food and everything for the next day. And now, you know, I'm at the point where it's like, you know, I'm used to now being, you know, being back to refereeing every day. I'm used to that. And now, especially, you know, seeing some kids wearing masks, some aren't, and some not having, some gyms not having stands, it's it's somewhat of a funny feeling, but it feels good to just be back out there. And, you know, it was good having the time off from refereeing and just being, just from the DJing and not worrying about, okay, especially working from home. Now I could think about, okay. All I got to do is work. I don't got to worry about going out, seeing friends. Because in the beginning, no, nobody, I couldn't see my girlfriend. Could, I couldn't, couldn't see any friends. All I was doing was, you know, limiting, limited to walk, walking my dog. So it was very different. And I think I got too complacent. Because once even restaurants were starting to open up, I, I was so hesitant to go out. I went out. But I felt it was so wrong just going out to dinner. And I remember when Jim sent the email for Island Garden, hey, we're starting back up. And I remember getting the, the first games. I was, I was, I accepted the games right away, but still hesitant because there's too much uncertainty. And even, I even spoke to Jim a week before he started. He, he said, we're in this together because I don't even know. I'm learning this day by day. Mm. And so to me, you know, I guess the unknown and just being home for the for the whole year about I would say 10 months, 12 months, 14 13 months. It, I think it took a toll on me mentally and now I feel that I do have to get back out there not only for myself but just cuz this is what I do. I love what I do. And you spoke about, you know, the DJing. You know, I was fortunate enough that during the pandemic I still I still had a few outside parties. So I was able to get in touch, but it just didn't feel right. Okay, and, and I think now, especially with the mandate being lifted yesterday, I feel these past few weeks, it's finally, it's finally feeling right, somewhat normal. Like I said, some gyms still don't have spectators, but it just feels normal. It feels right. It feels like we should be going out and celebrating sports and, you know, celebrating activities and life and, you know, doing things, doing activities, going out to dinner and I just felt, you know, in the beginning stages of the pandemic, when things started being lifted, I felt it was wrong being out. And I think that took a toll on me mentally. And, you know, I think that's why, you know, even being on the court, me, I remember pre-pandemic, I would ref over 10 games a day. So we're talking 10 hours, running up and down a court, blowing a whistle. You know, the games were good. I enjoy the game of basketball. But I thought nothing of, of that. And I remember, Ralph, the first time I tell you, excuse me, the first time I saw you back at Island Garden, I said, you know, I can't even imagine doing one game now. And like I said, I guess just me being home, being complacent, and with this whole, you know, the the coronavirus and COVID situation, you know, being a certain unknowingness and, you know, not knowing, you know, what's going to happen today, tomorrow, I think that mentally took a toll on me, so I didn't know what to expect, and I was very, very hesitant, 
in getting back on the court, even though me personally wanted to be on that court, my mind was saying, listen, you know, like, you shouldn't really be here. And, you know, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, people around me, and I would tell them, like, why am I thinking so stupid, hesitant, you know, refereeing? And, and you know, they were like, this is what you do. Don't think. And it was funny. Once I was out of the house, I was good. So I think, you know, I got too complacent, which I'm sure it happened to a lot of us. And, you know, I just appreciate the fact that I'm able to referee now as much as I can. There's a lot of games now. And it just feels good to get back on the court. And thank God, you know, these these these, these thoughts are behind me. Mm. So I kind of want to go back to that. But it was just 50 weeks ago. Shout out to my man Jeff watching the Utah game on the side. Uh, 50 weeks ago, he felt exactly the same way you did. I was like, nah, we could do a couple of socially distant I'll give things. You, I'll give, this is actually um, very embarrassing, though. Uh, for my birthday last year, my girlfriend wanted When's to- When's your birthday? June 25th. So it's uh, coming hey. up next uh, Friday. Okay. So we uh, we went out to dinner, and I honestly couldn't eat my dinner because I felt it it wasn't right. And this was back last year, you know, June 2020. You know, this is when um, only outside uh, seating just opened. Mm. So it didn't really feel, you know, like I was happy being out, but it didn't feel right. Like I, I could barely eat my dinner and... It, I was good to be out. I was happy celebrating my birthday. Just mm-hmm. didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right at all. No. I feel you, dude. I mean, last pandemic, we spent endless hours in my car drinking claws with no laws, trying to go to the beach. And the beach was awesome because Long Beach, they got like a super spreader event. So they basically cleared it for the weekend. Only residents could go ahead. I got my residence pass. I don't know about y'all. So it was okay. like... A super awesome pandemic for me. Um, I I do understand that whole like complacent thing. I I felt like I worked really hard for referee rant, especially in the beginning of the pandemic. But, you know, you mentioned that it was probably such a shock for you because just like you said, your life revolved around being outside, being outdoors, doing this basketball game here, three over here, two over here, four over here, and then DJ possibly, and then going to your nine to five. I I just know it was more like prevalent that, you're trying to find out when you have free time as opposed to like seeing, you know, the other way around. So I guess during the beginning of the pandemic, when was the moment that you took it real serious? And also when did it like sunk into your mind that you weren't going to DJ and you weren't going to referee for the foreseeable future? So when the pandemic first started, I was actually, so fast forward back to where we, February, 2020, I, I actually went to California a week after they already had the first confirmed uh, first confirmed case of coronavirus at LAX, which I actually wound up flying into. So once, you know, we, we get back to the middle of February, and now things, I, I believe, shut down middle of March, because I believe I was supposed to referee that day. Island Garden canceled everything. CYO canceled everything. And that's when I know, knew, okay, this is serious. You know, now it's just, you know, focusing on, you know, my nine to five. Then uh, when we started working from, from home, then I was like, okay, this is good. Now I could just focus on me. I could just relax at home. I could do what I have to do around the house. 
catch up on a few things, hang out with my friends, hang out with my family. And, you know, what I thought was a real blessing in disguise was the fact that, you know, my family, we were all able to eat dinner as a family. And I can't, I couldn't remember the last time in years besides us going out to uh, besides going out to dinner as a family, we actually sat, sat down at a fam, uh, as a family at the dinner table and, and had dinner together. So the, the first few weeks, you know, I enjoyed that. The first few months, I enjoyed that. You know, then, like I said, I was just limited to going to... Going to... Where did you go? So I was limited to just going on um, walks with my dog. Then uh, once things started uh, relaxing, I was able to see my friends go on a walk. So like you said, it was all free time. And for once, I didn't worry about, okay, I have to, you know, go to this gym. I, I have to, I have to DJ. It, I was not, for once, I wasn't timed. And it felt so good. It felt like a weight off my shoulder. That for once in my life, I wasn't timed. I didn't have to rush. I didn't have to worry about anything. Then, like I said, once everything started picking up again, even even the one the one or two uh, gigs that I had um, during the pandemic, I was even like, even uh, like, oh my god, I gotta get here for this time. I, I can't be late. And <clears throat> excuse me, that's not me. And you know, just the the whole thought of me being like like I said, complacent and not having to worry about anything, then I was used to back, I was back used to worrying about, okay, I got to be here, got to be there. So I think I had to flip that switch again saying, okay, it's time to, you know, do what you love and start getting out of the house and, you know, back to work. It's essentially back to work. Mm. That's to me, that's what is back to work. And, that's that's what it came down to. I, I had a I had a year off. What I tell all the coaches is, because even now a lot of coaches ask me, "Are you burnt out? You look burnt out, uh, Ralph, right now." Me and you, yeah, right now, look, yeah, burnt out. I feel bad for you. Damn, you good? that's how I that's how I look. Yeah. I've been up since five a.m. You hustling, so. so I respect your hustle. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, coaches will come up to, oh, I saw you this that, and I, I'm like like we were just talking off off. Uh, off the record. I'm taking all these games now because A, I enjoy it and because I'm taking advantage of the time. Okay, I understood I had a, I took, I see it as I had a year off. It wasn't my choice that we were off, but essentially I had a year off. So, am I ever going to make up for lost time? No. Nobody's ever going to make up for lost time. But at least I can try and recuperate and you know what? I understand the busy season's gonna come to end. Now, now summer's approaching. Kids are gonna, you know, hopefully go away. Summer camp. Hopefully, families are gonna travel. So I know it's not gonna pick up until the to the fall and winter. So I'm taking advantage of it, and mentally, I'm making sure I don't burn myself out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And physically, I'm making sure I'm not burning my, myself out. I'm making sure I have time for my friends, family, and especially myself, which, you know, I learned is uh, most important. Yeah, I'm very happy to hear that most, on a general consensus basis, all the referees that I know, they definitely learn how to balance it out a lot differently now. I know I feel that way, um, you know, before I wouldn't even think 
be fathomable for me to not take an assignment. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm just like, it's not even the priority anymore. It, you know, and, and like I said, you know, the first time I saw you uh, back at Island Garden, I said, listen, I can't imagine doing one, you know, even one game now. Now I'm, I'm back at the mentality. You know, I'll take those 10 games again now. Are you surprised that I'm not in that mentality anymore? No, because, you know, we've discussed you have different priorities now. And, mm. you know, you're, you're focusing on, on your, you know, on your other endeavors. Mm. And, you know, right, like we said, right now I haven't been focusing on DJing only because, you know, basically in Queens, nothing's really been going on. The, put, the, the excuse me, the two parties that I had scheduled, they've been canceled. So I haven't been pushing my DJ business as of now. I've, I've been focusing on, on refereeing, getting back in shape, because, you know, I'll be honest, I, I really slacked um, being home and not uh, refereeing, going to the gym um, during the pandemic. So I really, you know, I'm using DJing to get back in shape, back to working on myself and just getting back out there and getting back to work and into the flow of things. Mm, I like that. But give yourself some grace because we are all... Bro, I, I was pregnant last summer. You ain't even seen me, but... Oh, no, you saw me at the tournament. I was Pudge Boy. I got sick, got the vaccine. I'm back to being Skinny Ralph, man. But uh, during this whole time of pause, and now it's just as, like, the coronavirus, there's different variations of how it started from everything being shut down to uh, the, the bewilderment of us not doing the things that we normally do to the point of getting used to it, to the point of you thinking it's weird to go outside, to the point of slowly opening up, and to the point where now we're... We're just unabashed now, back to normal, trying to figure it out and trying to be moving forward like it's not scored. What do you think you learned about yourself during this whole time? That's a very good question, what I learned about myself. I think at the end of the day, what I learned is that you have to do what makes you happy. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough that I have a very big support circle that, you know, if... I want to do something or have a question, you know, they're always there for me. They support me. They always have an answer, but you know, they always make sure that, you know, they always ask me, you know, don't burn yourself out. Don't burn yourself out. And during the, the pandemic, just sitting home, I think I learned that I don't think I'm the type of person to just sit all day and, you know, whether it's, you know, on video games or just, you know, hanging out in, in the yard, in the pool or, you know, walking my dog. You know, as much as I enjoy those things, I think I'm too much of an active person. And, you know, like I said, I'll take on all, all these referee uh, referee games. I'll, I'll take on all these DJ games. And, you know, even though the, there's money involved, I do it for the love mm -hmm. and do it, you know, for the hustle. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I enjoyed just relaxing. And I think it was more of a de-stressor, the, the pandemic, the yeah. coronavirus pandemic. I loved it, man. It, I, 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 like I said, I did too, only because I didn't, for once I didn't have to worry about anything. No worries. Just had to wake up on time for work and just made sure at the end of the day, everything was done. So with, with me, I learned that I need to make myself happy and basically balance myself out. Mm. And even though I love working so much, I make sure that even though it's far and few in between, I do have some me time and the few 
the few me time that I have, I enjoy it and, and I love it. And I mm. wouldn't, you know, change anything, you know, like I could be home right now and I'm hanging out with you. Mm. Lucky me. Yeah, man. I've been trying to get you on this thing for the longest and I was kind of crushed when I was like, we had a day. Then you said that you had plans that day. And, you know, I'm really finally like to me, you're like a big whale, man, because, you know, I think that your story is is very Interesting. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, I, I think it's it's interesting in the fact that I'm all over the place. Mm. You know, like you said, I'm from DJing to, to refereeing to, you know, trying to work my nine to five to mm -hmm. just trying to be successful in life in general. You know, it's, you know, this, it's, I guess you could say a hustle. Yeah. So the hustle that I know you from is obviously the game of basketball, something that I used to rep just as much as you at Island Garden. And obviously... I've uh, pursued other endeavors, even though I'm closer to Island Garden now than I've ever been. Um, but obviously, you have a passion for sports. And having said that, where did you grow up? What did you play growing up? What did you play in middle school, high school, and in college? So, let's see. I went to middle school in St. Margaret's, Middle Village, Queens, New York. Uh, there, I played baseball, basketball. Then, high school, went to McClancy High School, East Elmhurst, New York. There I played baseball, basketball, and bowling. Then for college, I went to St. Francis in Brooklyn Heights, New York, St. Francis College. And I did not play any sports there because I chose to work. Mm. Now, you played on McClancy? Yes. Like you was on the team? Yes. What was that experience like? It was it was a very positive experience, you know. Learn a lot, and, and and especially that a lot of my teammates were my opponents in CYO. So oh. it was it was nice, you know, us coming together. The conglomerate, and, yes. The Crusaders, all crusading for That's one right. one thought. That's right, McClancy Crusaders. <laughs> shout out. So, going to you deciding to want to work, how did you discover refereeing? So I have to give another shout out to my uncle, Tom Fremo. Oh boy. Ah, I gotta love him. So, uh, he he is a referee himself. And you would consider him a referee? Believe Still? It, believe it or not. Yeah. See, uh, see He's been now, inactive for all these years now. now. See, now, I guess because... See, the only reason why I, I, I have to call him a referee is because one vivid memory of my CYO days is I remember him refereeing my game. <laughs> and wait, it gets better. So... This is, we were young enough where, you know, the teams had guys and, and girls. It was co-ed. This one team was co-ed. And this one girl was guarding me. Her ponytail, her hair kept getting caught in my face. Kept, kept getting stuck in my mouth. Ah, oh. You know, as a kid, you're just like, I, want, I just want to play ball. I want this hair out of my mouth. So it was, it was you know, but it was funny and a nice and cool experience having him as my, well, had him as my referee. So he convinced you to start refereeing? Well, I always, I always knew, you know, after my playing days that, you know, I still wanted to keep in, in touch with the game of basketball. And, and it's funny, though, because, you know, I was always best, you know, baseball, basketball. But I have, as of now, at least, you know, people have reached out to me. Hey, do you want to do you want to um, umpire baseball, softball? And for some reason, I haven't had that drive yet. I've just been, you know, worrying about uh, the game of basketball, ref officiating, refereeing the game of basketball. 
Are you surprised that I'm into all those other sports? Because, I don't know, can you picture me doing a baseball game? Well, see, see, that's the thing. You can't really, you know, judge a book by its cover. I don't look like a baseball umpire at all. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. You got to get in your attire, your get up. And, you know, listen, I don't know what sports you like. You don't know what sports I like. I know you like baseball. But see, that's the thing. I I just, I I guess, see, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I could, uh, like, to me, basketball and baseball go go hand in hand. So Basketball and baseball? Yeah, baseball and basketball go hand in hand. Even though, you know, see, let's see. I would say, even though I'm a Mets season ticket holder, you know, it's so much cheaper going to a baseball game than a basketball game, so you can't put it like that. I just, you know, I'm a diehard Mets fan. I understand. I but, love baseball. But you Yo, know, DeGrom it, had eight strikeouts in three innings today. And then he leaves hurt. How terrible is always. that? Always. It's the Mets. I and know. this always happens the second half of June without fail for like the past 15 years, I'd say. Uh, hopefully they don't free fall after the uh, um, All-Star game. The All-Star What year was that? I think it was like 2012, maybe. It was you more guys, recent. Probably 16, One way you guys were like eight games up in June. Oh, feeling 05, real. 06. Such a funny season. Terrible. Um, but that's cool, man. That's really cool. So what, I, so what I'm trying to get is that even though I, I love, I really love the game of baseball, I just don't, for whatever reason, see myself yet umpiring the game of baseball, umpiring the game of softball. Even though I love it, I just don't see myself there. I see myself more on the basketball court than on the field right now. And Wouldn't you feel less burnt out, though? I guess you could say that only because you're not moving as That's much. That's how I feel. But how about that heat, the humidity? And what happens if it rains? Sometimes you got to play in the rain. No, not always. Not, not. Well, if it's drizzling, come on, you, you got two outs. Well, let's, let's just put it this way. <laughs> I'm not doing basketball and I'm refing. And you're outside, like it's a different experience. Yes, yes. I just I, immerse myself. That like it's a very different experience. 100%. As much as I love ref and basketball and how great I think of ref and basketball, when I'm umpire in baseball, I don't care about basketball. I'm trying to be nice right now, and I love it because I live in the moment. I don't nearly do it as much as basketball. So for me, this is like house money. Like I'm not supposed to be good, but I am. So I, I like the fact that I don't have that much experience, but I. Like carry myself like I, I have a lot, but I do basketball, so you know it's 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 interesting. And there's one thing, even though that baseball is really slow, you can never recreate the speed that your eye goes when you see a fastball. You can't do it in basketball, no matter what. There's nothing that'll ever be that and fast. You gotta make as, the judgment: is it a ball? Is it a strike? So everything is slow. Everything is slow to me in basketball. It's slow compared well, to baseball. Well, well, I was gonna say that's where umpiring baseball comes into effect here because you're saying now by you being behind the plate you got to focus on the pitcher you got to watch the ball mm-hmm. okay like i said it's a ball is a strike so you're saying the game at least in that moment is is a little faster than the game of basketball i'm telling you that but I, but hear me out now okay. when you're on the court mm-hmm. the game is slower and somewhat easier mm-hmm. for you to officiate mm-hmm. because you're not Worrying about okay, where'd that ball go? Is it a ball? Is it a strike? You're just worrying about okay, did he did he move his pivot foot? Did did the defender make illegal contact with the with the with the offensive player? Mm-hmm. And 
the good and the thing the thing about basketball is though, you know, even though there could be a bang bang play, you can still give yourself a second, two seconds to think about it in your head, okay. There was illegal contact there. I have a foul on the defender. Instead of baseball set, you really can't give yourself three seconds. Um, did that hit the letters? It was windy. I think it's a ball strike. I don't know. Can can you do that? No, right? No. <laughs> I don't think so. But if you were to referee another sport, what would it be? And why? You think it'd be baseball? I would say baseball, yes, 100%. Oh, you let me know. I'm probably the only basketball, baseball official you know, or one of them. So when it gets to that point, yes, I will definitely reach out. It's so funny. It's so funny. It, it's just funny. It's so funny because when you do a school game and you work with somebody, you'll get the text and go like, oh, my back hurts. I can't do the plate. And I'm like, why do you do baseball then? Like, why? Because in basketball, it's like 50-50 responsibility. When you're on behind the plate, it's like 80% responsibility. It's a serious responsibility. The field. You're involved in every sleeping. play. The field, you're sleeping, son. I'm sleeping. I'm straight sleeping. It's not far. At least you honest. Anyone will tell you that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this one guy, two years ago. It was about three years ago. He writes me this whole rigmarole. It says, um, if, if there's any way you could do the plate, I just got my wisdom teeth extracted and I'm not feeling too well. So I meet up with the dude. He's like, hey, I, I, I'm not going to mention his name. He had gauze in his mouth. He just, the whole thing. He's like this, like he's touching his head the whole time behind the plate. It's not even, it's like a middle school game. It was not even that serious. So fast forward the next year, literally I have the same dude and I let him text me. You know what he texts me? He texts me, is there any way I could do the plate? I just got my wisdom teeth extracted. Oh, my God. And I'm not feeling well. So I went. I scrolled up. And I'm, like, comparing the two. And I'm, like. He copy and pasted. I screenshotted. I screenshot. I said, you got your wisdom teeth out twice again? I, like, can you show me the x-rays? He's like, forget it. I'll do the plate. <laughs> so we go to the game, right? And I'm like, yo, let me see your bicuspids. Like, I, like, because I just don't understand. Why do we do this? Like, why do you really want to do baseball? So we had the baseball dinner, right? And I see him sitting right by himself. I go right up to him. And I'm like, are you going to be able to eat any of this food? I know you just got your wisdom teeth. <laughs> The whole, yo, the whole time he just was so like he wanted to go home so bad. I was just roasting. I don't care. I don't care, man. I'm not. I'm not with that. I'm not with that. You know, it's funny that you say that because a few days ago, I was refereeing with a guy, and both coaches very, very unhappy with my partner. And it got to the point where parents were actually yelling at my partner, "If you don't want to." If you don't want to be here, just leave. Your partner will refer you. Damn. <laughs> but it, it just it, it, it's a shame that there are people out there that they do it just for the money. They don't really care about the game. And people like me and you that have a passion for the game, they give us a, a bad look and a, and a bad reputation. And that's one thing that, you know, bothers me. And, you know, there are quite a few basketball officials out there, which, you know, we're not to name 
not to name names out there that, you know, just in it for, all right, I'm going to work my hour, however long I'll take the game takes and leave. Yeah, I also appreciate people that uh, constantly get their wisdom teeth taken out because that's just, that's just a skill. I think that's a skill. Um, I do want to hear about your experience taking the board 119 class. Obviously, it was taught by the legendary Ernie Redloff and Brandon Cruz. What was that experience like when you took it? It was, it was a very eye-opening and, and positive experience. When you, when you, you know, growing up playing, you know, you don't really learn all the little rules that, that are out there and illegals, you know, illegal activity, what to look for, you know, and just with them being, you know, so, so personable, so open and, you know, so educative. Any, any question I had... They answered. They would stay before class, stay after class. And, you know, I I remember uh, going to uh, Juan Fung's gym, uh, the Dwarf Giraffe. And they would have uh, they would have games there. And we, we would we would learn uh, the, how to how to referee, uh, you know, on the floor to, to prep for the floor test. And, and I remember when. When I took my floor test at Cathedral Prep, um, after, you know, all the evaluators said I passed, Ernie came up to me and he said that the guy that you were partnered up with, this was the second time taking it, and the only reason why he passed was because of you. Mm. So that was that was a nice feeling my on the floor test. Once you passed the test, were you already flying? Like you got games, like, immediately? For high school, yes. Um, I didn't, I didn't really do CYO in the beginning. I was more high school. And then I think if I remember correctly. You mean PSAO? No, Catholic. I did freshman. Where at? I mean Queens. Mm. So I did a few there and then once they changed the signers, that was it. That and was then it. I got into Island Garden. And you've been there ever since, man. <laughs> yeah. And the story unfolds. Mm. So at this time, at your refereeing career, I always like look at you and I'm like, man, you could be so much more expansive if you broaden your horizon. So, you know, I do know that you do an excellent, wonderful job at Island Garden and we appreciate your service. I do think, though, for your growth as a referee, I think you do have to expand your horizons as a referee. Have you been thinking about that? Something along those lines? You know, at, at this stage... Of my career, I, I think, yes, it, it is in the best interest, you know, for myself to start getting there to, to the next level. And, you know, in all honesty, I got to get back into the high school circuit. Mm. And I know me being a Queens official, you know, on board 119, mm-hmm. you know, from what I hear, I can't really do Long Island no. high school and because I'm not on that board. You could you could technically do Catholic school. Yeah, you could do Catholic school. Because it's just a tryout. Okay, so so at that point, yes, I would have to try yeah, out for, could, for Catholic uh, High School in, in Queens and Long Island. I know mm-hmm. I got to go to these camps. And basically, I, I got to get my foot in the door. I, I couldn't tell you who's assigning, who's in charge. I could. Hmm. Well, that's why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can help you with all that stuff. Cause, but that's good. I cause, mean, you, you know, and it, it's funny because, you know, I had a conversation um, who a fellow podcaster uh, you had on Nick from Heat Elite. Mm-hmm. I was actually, you know, speaking with him today 
And as you know, a few weeks ago, I had a, an incident um, at Island Garden, which involved one of one of his teams. And, you know, we were, we were talking about how the game, and we were even talking about it, you know, before we started here, how the game is, is different on the CYO level, how the game is then different on the PSAL level. It's then different on the AAU circuit. It's different in high school. Then it's different from college, NBA. And, you know, right now I'm only used to, you know, uh, CYO and AAU. I got to get back to, you know, the school ball where it's, you know, more, you know, in line. I don't know if that's a good word in line. How would you how would you put it? How would you compare the two since you have a little more? Well, I find you come up interesting because I'm very similar in the regard that um, I felt as though I wasn't really getting educated properly in refereeing in general because my first sport that I did that me, Jeff and I both did was flag football. There was no like mentor. There wasn't like seniority. Now, did you take just, a class for flag football? No, I just went on the. I just went on the field and learned it. Yeah, man. Learned on the fly. Trial by fire, and it's way different than basketball. You're by yourself, one. Right, there's parents all like parents all over, all over the place, all over the. The coaches have no idea what's happening. The kids may or may not un understand, conceptualize. What, so you got to control all that. It's, you got the clock yourself. You have to take care of the downs yourself. You have to remember the score yourself. Wow. So it's like, by the time I did basketball, I'm like, yo, it's, it's not 10 degrees. It's not, uh, we don't have to email the scores. We don't have to, like, remember if this is first, second down or any. Of it. So, like, my shit was already turned so up. So you felt it was easier? Basketball? Yo, basketball, it was like nobody here. They're doing the clock. And yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I did adult softball, which was so difficult. So difficult. I, I didn't understand for the life of me. The 6 to 12 arc and what's considered a strike. I never played softball. I never played ba baseball. I've only seen baseball at the highest level. And that was my thing in baseball where, you know, I do a middle school game. I've only seen the majors. I've never like grew up like looking little league or like a high school game. All I know is the Yankees. I know when Chuck Knobloch messes up, like that's bad. But you know, the first time I was behind the plate, I didn't have no cup on. I had the old style mask on. Oh, the kid couldn't catch. What a typical rookie! I was like, oh my god! Oh, 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 it took me like eighty games for me to stop flinching. It took me a very long time to stop flinching. Now, would you close your eyes when the ball was coming? I mean, I just was like ducking the whole time. I was so scared. So how'd you know if it was a ball strike if you were moving? I didn't. They go, they go blue. What's the call? I, it was, it was, but see, I have no shame. I don't care because I'm like, I'm going to get good at this, but I'm getting paid the whole time. So I don't <laughs> care. I know I, whatever I'm going to, I'm going to be good at some point. And, and you know, th that is the, the one thing about, you know, even though people say, wow, you're working a lot, you're burning yourself out. You know, like I said, I know I know my body. I, I know a limit. I know when I can't watch a, I can't watch a basketball game anymore. I know that. But it, it makes me laugh because, you know, I'm at the point now where I do like doing all these games because there'll be that one game you'll have a freak play. And then you 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 really have to think about the rules, or you really it'll make you really 
really learn and better yourself as an official, as a referee, some some of these games. So I think, in a sense, in hindsight, it is good to get, you know, to, in a sense, take these extra games because you never know what situation may arise in that game. Or not only that, you don't know who you're going to be working with. And we were talking about earlier, maybe you, you're a mentor in that game. Mm. Play a mentor role. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's funny because a lot of officials at Island Garden are coming up to me saying, you know, when you work with somebody or you see that official, you should go talk to them and you should really help them out. And it's funny because even though I've been refereeing, you know, since I turned 18, I don't really see myself as a senior official, but in in hindsight, I, I, I am. I get you could say that. Oh, yeah. I just, but it... See, refereeing can never be defined by age because you could be an old person and this is the first time you've been on the floor. Yes. You could be a young person, conversely, as an 18-year-old well, you. I see it the way I, I gauge people is I first ask them, how long have you been refereeing, uh, refereeing for? Then they'll give me an answer. I'll say, okay, do, do you work a lot? Then they'll, then they'll go, eh, you know, I just do this one league in, in my in my neighborhood, you know, a few games a year. All right, then I know, okay, I got to watch them. If it's a new guy that says, hey, you know, I, I work CYO, I'm getting into school ball, I'm doing camps. Now I know, okay, he's a little more serious. So it, it's interesting, too, to see how um, a lot of these officials have different backgrounds, you know, like mm. me. I, you know, when I was when I was uh, in college, you know, I was working uh, in a supermarket, keeping uh, score. I wound up uh, keeping score at Island Garden, uh, keeping score for uh, adult men's league uh, in Queens. And then, you know, like I said, I, I turned uh, 18. I took the DJ class and then... Um, you know, at at that point, my dad's friend, uh, who's a DJ, he just he was just looking for a roadie. So I was like, okay, for extra cash, you know, why not? I'll go to parties, you know, eat, drink, why not? Have some fun. You know, then then you know, the more I was helping him, he's like, hey, I'll teach you how to DJ. Then saved up my own money, got my own equipment. Then I just, you know, that's how I started, you know, DJing and reffing. What do you got, Serato? Uh, I use Serato and Virtual DJ. Wow, I use a pioneer. I want to see what you what you got, because I, I, I used to I used to dabble a lot when I was in college. Honestly, um, I, I think we should we should come. I should you know come back here again. I'll, I'll bring my you know my setup, a little setup, bring a speaker. I would like that, Eddie. Maybe we do another. I don't recording. think you know my love of music. Did you know I was like really into music? Oh, I love music. Yeah, I'm into everything. I've had this for almost twenty years. Wow, I like that. Yeah, man. You know. Before the pandemic, I was thinking of getting maybe like like a harpy with like song lyrics. I don't know. You have any tattoos right now? Uh, yes, I have one. One. He said one. Guess how many I have? Mm, four. No. That's it. Ten. I have nine. Nine. Wow. Yeah, Are you gonna get ten? I guess I'm a thug. I mean, I just oh, excuse a, me. I've been a thug. I've been thugging. See, it, you know, it, it it's uh it's funny because um before before I got this uh, tattoo, I was you know talking uh, to an official that I look up to, Carlos, and uh, who Carlos actually, Martinez. Yes, he yeah. actually was one of the guys that uh, sent Fox an email to get me into uh, Island Garden. Okay. So um, 
you know, I, I was telling him that, you know, listen, I am going to get a tattoo, but I said, you know, I just want to make sure that it is above my sleeve so that when I do ref, there's no issues. I mm. look professional. Mm. So, you know, I made sure, you know, before I got it, that it, uh, my, my shirt sleeve covered it. Yeah. I got, look, see, I got them all like hidden like that. It's very Asian to me, you know, that's, that's how we do. But, um, you know, obviously you have a lot of mentors. Ernie obviously taught the class, Brandon, your uncle Tommy, of course, and yes. everybody in board 119 who I always consider a mentor, all those great officials that are in our association. Um, and you know, you're definitely right. I mean, you're, you're one of the senior guys at Island Garden. People do look up to you, and you are a bit of a mentor with a lot of people. But you know, I want to know who your mentors are, what they've done for you, um, what they've done for your career, and how do you think they've shaped the way you've helped people after you? You know, that's a very good question. You know, I guess you could say, um, I guess you could say my uncle was a good mentor, Tom Fremo. I don't know how. Well, you know, that's, it's funny because, you know, well, he's a funny guy, but he's a very good guy. But, you know, just with him being around all levels of basketball and from the coaching side and being a spectator and also from refereeing, it's good to see, you know, his take on some things, on some plays, on some games. And, you know, just him, you know, knowing people so it makes it easier of a transition. You know, people, you know, especially coaches, they know me already. And, you know, when even even when I'm refereeing a game and he's watching and he may not agree with one of my calls or he may not even agree with one of the plays the kids did. You know, I'll even tell him, hey, listen, you know, this is what I had. And he'll be like, I don't think so. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's funny. We could come to a conclusion and say, all right, I had this, you had this. And, you know, we make it work. So um, I guess, in you know, to, uh, from a professional you know, standpoint, he, he was a good mentor in, you know, essentially starting my refereeing career and saying, hey, you know, do it. You know, it's fun. You know, you like the game, you know, there's money involved. And, um, you know, speaking at, of, you know, officials, who I guess you could say is a um, person to look up to, I guess um, uh, Paul Bianco uh, he is a good one. Um, he, he, was, he was one to really, you know, take me under the wing at, at Island Garden and, you know, he was the one to really say, listen, you know, if there are games on the table, take them. You know, as long as you're free and as long as you're not, you know, burnt out mentally and physically, you know, it, it's an opportunity. It's a learning process. And, you know, at the at the end of the day, you're making some money. And, you know, if there were any in-game, not, I wouldn't see that's the thing. I can't think of having any in-game issues but, you know, I just know that if there was, like, any funny plays or maybe there was a play where I didn't blow my whistle on, he would be he would be one of the officials, you know, if I was working with him, talk to me and say, hey, why didn't you call that? What did you have there? And, you know, another, another one is, um, you know, James Washington. I like to uh, thank him all, all his time for his service, uh, which he gets a kick out of. But, um, you know, he, he's, he's a funny guy. Because, you know, he's the type of official who, when he thinks, you know, a coach is getting on your tail and, you know, they're yelling and screaming at you, he feels the need where, 
he's got to cover your six and get you out of there. And, you know, I've told this to him, you know, plenty of times, and he's got the, he's got the message now. It, it makes me laugh because he, he, likes, he likes to switch when a coach is yelling and screaming at you when you don't have to switch. And I told him, I said, listen, that's a bad look. In a way, for me, if you switch when the coach is yelling at me, because now it makes me look bad. In a way, I could see that. I could see that. Because now the coach thinks, hey, what are you missing? That's the truth to what you're saying. You know, because now they think, hey, did you miss a call? You just got to let James do it, though. Code Red, Code Red, partner, I got it. I'll talk to him. Hey, I know you're getting nuclear killer. Oh, he loves to talk too much. His game is always running late. I tell him all the time. Yeah, and, and he's late. So he's late and it runs late. <laughs> Nothing to say. After everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are at this moment in time as a basketball official? I think it took a lot of hard work and determination and obviously sacrifice. Um you know, my my weekends are basically refereeing basketball tournaments. You know, and, and like I said, there's not a lot of me time where, you know, I go out to, you know, eat or, you know, spend, you know, go out to bars or hang out with my friend's family. So, you know, I just take it, you know, one game at a time, one day at a time. And, you know, I, I look forward to, to the downtime you know, to, to, to de-stress and, you know, like not to think about the game of basketball. So it, it's good. It's good in that aspect. But, you know, it just, it just, it's, it's, it's a grind. It, it's, it's a lot of, like I said, hard work, determination, and you really have to and want to be there. Okay. Like, like we, like we said earlier, there, there's officials out there that you could tell they don't want to be there. Okay, and, you know, I want to be there for a number of reasons, okay? I like to be involved in the game of basketball, okay? Uh, Seeing the kid, you know, it's funny because, you know, I'm at the stage in my, I'm at the point in my life where, you know, sooner rather than later, you know, it's going to get, it's going to come to that point where I'm going to start to have a fan, you know, settle down, you know, have a family, have kids, but you know when I referee these these third and fourth graders and I tell them to line up for free throws and they don't listen, I'm like, yeah, not yet. I'm not I'm not ready yet for kids now. My son never listens to me. Hey, he was good the other day. He just sat there. He was on the iPad. I give him a lot of credit. You give him a lot of credit for staring at the iPad. I'll let him know that. I'll let him know that. I appreciate well, that. Well, he man. could have been, you know, trying, oh, yeah, to, yeah, trying yeah. to, you know, play some basketball. My son's always out though with me, so he already knows what time it is. Oh, so he knows. All right, yeah, when yeah. I'm out with daddy, I gotta listen. No, I keep it. He's like an adult. He's like an adult to me. He j- he just be swindling. He's always swindling. He's oh, so a, he does his thing. You let him do his thing. Of course, that's how I'm an only child, and I've been very fortunate that adults always took me serious as a kid. So, I'm, uh, so, I'm a, so you so you're reciprocating how you absolutely. Would I would never. I mean. Why? Because he has less experience than me? I don't think that's fair. Um, what do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go and ultimately where do you want to go as a basketball official? A lot of patience. Um, so, so right now, you know, I, I, I have to be patient because I, I have to look at, you know, what camps are, are right for me, 
what leagues are, are right for me. And I have to really... I really have to sit down and think. Because and, I, I do know, first first and foremost, I do want to get back into Catholic high schools. The You know, I want to get in, back into Brooklyn and Queens. And, I, and you know, if I'm able to get into Long Island, then so be it. I work in Long Island. Might as well referee in Long Island. So I know I need to be patient because I got to first establish those connections. I first, you know, got to make myself known. And listen, the AAU circuit and CYO circuit that I'm used to right now is different than the, the Catholic high school circuit. So I, I know I'm going to have to adjust my referee style and I'm going to have to, I'm sure, learn a somewhat different of a game. I'm going to have to learn a different game. So it's going to be also a trend. It's going to be a transition stage for me. And it's also uh, going to be, you know, a lot of patience period. I'm, I'm going to have to be very patient with myself. Mm. And, and, you know, and I'm sure it'll be a humbling experience, too, because, uh, you know, there I'm sure I'm going to, you know, meet a, a officials that have been doing it a long time. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be a, a lot of things that, you know, I'm willing and need to learn. That's a good answer, man. Um, if you can, describe the most thickest situation that you've ever had as a basketball official. Oh, the easiest when this fights. I mean, you know, when... I don't know, I don't know what's, what's worse when... I guess you could say when two coaches go at it is more worse because when it's all said and done, the reason why we're there is so that, you know, 30 kids could play. You know, if you, if, you, if you figure they have a full roster, 15 on 15, we're there so that 30 kids could play basketball. And the coaches are there because they love the game and they like to teach basketball. I'm there because I like the game of basketball. I'm there, you know, to get a little workout, not not really hang out, but, you know, to be in that, you know, basketball sports atmosphere. So, you know, I'm I'm there for that. And... Fights, yeah, I don't like oh, fights either. So, so it's getting so getting back to that, it's it's sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, it's all right. So it's your the, podcast so, debut. I understand. No, not only that, it's just been a long day. You know, ref. It's funny. I I came from refereeing, so talking about get uh, being burnt out. But what I, what I'm trying to say is that you know it, it's it's more worse for. Not necessarily, I guess you could say the game when, when two coaches fight because we're, we're not there for you to get an NBA coaching job. We're there for these kids to learn and have fun. Yes, we don't know who's in the stand. You're right. But at the end of the day, we're here for the kids. So when two coaches, you know, go 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 at it, to, to me, I think that's... That's that's a bad look all around, and I feel for me, it's a bad look and a negative impact on me, because I feel now that maybe there was something, I I did that escalated that situation. Whether I didn't call a foul or whether they were they were talking earlier mm -hmm. and I let them talk. So for me, that that is the the worst situation when there's. 
you know, a fight, whether it's, you know, verbal or physical. Thank God, knock on wood, I haven't had, you know, anything yet, you know, to that degree. But, you know, it's it's a shame that some of these games, you know, it gets to that. And mm. I and speaking of that, um, there have been a lot of uh I wouldn't I guess you could say like small issues um on the AU circuit, which I don't know if you've been aware of, you know, just, you know, teams, you know, verbally going at it. And, you know, I, 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 I'm in belief that this is because everybody, even players and coaches have had a year off. So there's so much built up, you know, excitement and adrenaline that, you know, and I, and I applaud them for leaving it all, all, I applaud them for leaving it all out on the floor. Mm. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you can't cross that line. Completely understand. And in contrast, what do you think thus far? What is your best moment as an official? Well, I think right now my my best moment as an official, I guess, you know, refereeing uh, the AU championships at Allen Garden. You know, that's an accomplishment. Um, you know this doesn't really count, but uh, I was I was able to referee one game uh, at at the Garden, even though it was a, it was, you know. That counts. What are you talking about? Well, that it counts? was it was a little CYO game. That doesn't really. count. That counts. So that was years. You ago. You was on the floor, though, right? Yeah. So it don't count. It counts. I played there. I was killing that game. I'll never forget. Did you come to that game, Jeff? Remember when I, we played at Madison Square Garden? No, I played at Cannon. Were you there in the stands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you remember I played? Yes. Yes. Was I there? I th- no, I wasn't there. No, you weren't there? I was never there. Well, I played on the garden, and no one could tell me that don't count because I was killing. So. <laughs> but, you know, so at this point, you know, I think, you know, it, it's an accomplishment knowing that, you know, whatever tournaments I'm, I'm doing, you know, just getting a game, you know, is an accomplishment because, you know, as we know, the, these teams, you know, pay a lot of money for these tournaments they put a lot of time and effort mm. traveling and so you know i feel that it's a trust knowing that hey you know this is a big deal and we, we trust you to have an impact on it you know so i think you know doing those championships i would say and you know my to date biggest achievement hopefully i'm on here a few years and we have more things to talk about yeah well we still have a lot more things to talk about it doesn't have to be so close Booked, I guess. Well, open-ended and figure out what you're yeah, doing, man. Yeah, we still didn't get into a lot of things. Yeah, we yeah, but I mean, we'll we'll talk about things when we get off here. But, dude, I thank you. I'm so happy that you finally got on this. Any final words you want to say before we part ways? No, just, you know, thank you uh, for your time. You know, I really appreciate you reaching out and, you know, scheduling this session. And, you know, hope uh, I hope to be back. Yeah, man. No doubt. You will be. And you'll be, I'm sure that you're going to be... To the at moon. A, at a higher level, man. You're going to be reffing in space. <laughs> That's what's going to be at me and you. We got a game in Jupiter. We got to leave in 36 hours. But for Eddie Shook, this is Ralph the Ref. This is the rant. We are signing out. Peace.